0: Hi everybody, my name is Ashley.
1: And I'm Mark, and we work at the Free Spirit Collective, which is an integrative psychology and well-being centre here in Dubai.
0: And this is our podcast, Say It Out Loud, and all we're trying to do is break down the basics and help dispel some myths around mental health and well-being.
1: And it's really short because we know that life's busy and who wants to listen for a podcast for an hour and we're going to condense it down for you in 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: Okay, so welcome now to Say It Out Loud. This is episode four. 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 Yeah. All about resilience. So, say it out loud, Mark. What on earth is resilience?
1: Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's. I think this this one touches on like a bit of a gripe for me, and this is where my <laughs> sort of inner Victor Meldrew comes like <laughs> flying out. Which uh, yeah, I think those that that know me know that that comes out pretty often. Um, and uh, don't more, it. yeah, had
0: to see it. <laughs> Body.
1: Victor is in the building. Yeah. But so my gripe with with resilience is that, uh, and I think it's like almost like defending young people a little bit is that uh, it's so quick to say people just need to be more resilient. Young people, <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't know what the world is and yeah. they don't you know they don't know how lucky they are and well, don't get me wrong the world is, has really changed it, it's very different but equally they are they're like they need to be more resilient and then I sort turn it back on on people and I say well tell me what resilience is
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you're asking them to do something and to be something but when we ask somebody to do something or to be something we should therefore understand you know what it what it is and then you know we can we can all generally give a, a roundabout definition of resilience about um you know bouncing back from adversity and you know, mm-hmm. something along those kind of lines and, and continuing when when things get get tricky but i said well, okay but but tell me what resilience actually is what what is it what are the core components of resilience that people need to to think about or to work on and to enable them to be more resilient I haven't found anybody
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my victor quest <laughs> that has been able to sort of turn around and say, well, this is, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it just feels a bit unfair. Either if we're maybe kind of thinking ourselves we'd like to be more resilient, or if we are talking about other people and they need to be more resilient, we need to understand what it is. So here you go.
0: <laughs> here, here,
1: here we go. <laughs> the five components of nice. resilience. Mm-hmm thankfully hopefully this spreads to the world audience now
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll all know
1: we'll all know
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, i
1: can be less miserable <laughs> so component number one is self-awareness okay so uh, being aware of how you're feeling and um identifying what the emotions are and what's going on for you um because it, it gives emotions are amazing they're They're such wonderful pieces of information to help us try and understand how we're feeling, what's going on. But I think lots of us have such a a challenging and tricky kind of relationship with them because we don't necessarily understand them. We don't understand what they are, how they Mm -hmm. feel, how they impact. So it's very difficult to be self-aware when we don't know what emotions are. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go into my second gripe about how we should teach it more in schools, but maybe that's, Ooh, not that's re- another yeah, episode, I'm happy
0: on that one, na- <laughs> Mark and Ashley that. moan
1: for an hour, yeah, um, so yeah, first step, self-awareness, mm-hmm. second step, self-regulation, being able to regulate those emotions, again, funnily enough, if we're not taught how to do it, we don't yeah. know how to do it, again, we'll save that for another, another episode, <laughs> yeah. so self-regulation is number two. Number three is mental agility. So perspective-taking, essentially. Um, am I able to see different paths? So one thing where people get really stuck on about being resilient is they can't see an alternative. Mm-hmm. So that it almost ends up in this like learned, helpless situation where they're like, well, it doesn't really matter because there's nothing I can do, and we, so it won't change. So we don't do anything. Um, so that mental agility piece or that perspective-taking is really important. Mm-hmm. Fourthly is self-efficacy. So it's, a, it's just a belief. Resilience, Funny enough, if we don't believe that we're capable and we're able, we're not going to be resilient because we're mm-hmm. just going to give up on ourselves. So there needs to be a certain element of self-belief, self-efficacy, self-esteem. Um, and finally, component number five is connection. A connection is probably one of the most important things in, in, genuinely in the world. It, it, maybe that sounds like a really bold statement, but... <laughs> When you, when you actually look at how important connection is in so many different areas of life, it is so powerful. Um, and it's, we need to have that support network around us sometimes to pick us up when we are struggling with our residency or when we are struggling with our perspective taking to have those people around us that love us and will encourage us. Is really, really important. So you've got the five components self awareness, self regulation, mental agility, self efficacy, and connection. So we need help on all of those levels to help us be more resilient. We don't just need to tell people, be more resilient. Yeah. <laughs> that, that we can actually identify the area of resiliency that they are struggling with. And I think resiliency is also um, really closely linked to pr- procrastination. Mm-hmm. I think procrastination gets such an awful name. People just think it's laziness. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think procrastination is an emotional block. We don't know how to move forward, and therefore we just bury our head in the sand. Whereas if we're given that kind of that perspective or that alternative route, funnily enough, the procrastination disappears, and we start to take the steps in order to to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I think they're very, very kind of closely linked. Um, I uh, I think poor old procrastination
0: (laughs) again another episode in itself I'm sure but it's interesting to even have those five components isn't it because if you write those five down and look at them you're bound to be able to identify one that you think okay I could probably be working on that a little bit more to help my own self in terms of resiliency so definitely useful for people listening
1: yeah so what about your resiliency then can you think of something
0: do you know honestly every time I hear this word resilience I think about this child that I taught about 10 years ago I don't know where in the world he is now but at the time he was (laughs) 5
1: probably Prime Minister
0: (laughs) maybe who knows the kids here can do anything but yeah. yeah, so he was 5 and we used to have this little playground and in the playground was this giant track Tire and he was so sweet. And he came up to me, Miss Green, I I want to move the tire. I was like, Okay, well, I can't help you with that. Like, the tire is really big. Why don't you go and try it yourself? And I was just kind of giggling, you know, to see what he would do. I was so determined to push the tire, but of course, it didn't move. But then he came back to me, you know, and it was almost this like, I can't do it like you talked about, that learned helplessness before. And I was like, well, what else can you do? And I, I can't help you anymore because I'm speaking to another teacher and, you know, just to see what he would do. Yeah. Eventually he started rounding up some of his friends. So there was like Good. three or four giving it a push. Then there was other people coming, they were helping out. And there was some people getting cross at each other, shouting. But eventually they all kind of grouped together and found a way to keep going and push the tyre and it moved like half a metre or something and then they all (laughs) ran away and it didn't matter anymore (laughs) but it was just such a nice organic visual example of resilience developing in a child you know they try the things to come over and Ask for help, which is also fine, Mm -hmm. but then if that help isn't available, it doesn't go the way you want, what's next? So just watching them keep going, keep going and find a way through. It was so nice. Amazing. (laughs)
1: Amazing. And it's really shown that, yeah, that sort of mental agility to to think about different scenarios. And again, using that connection piece, you know, to seek Mm -hmm. support, to seek help and to move the tyre move that (laughs) tyre
0: exactly what an analogy for life though like how many tyres do we have to move honestly oh
1: it's getting philosophical
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you know that's something else i find really interesting about resilience it's not just um bouncing back to like the starting point you know the tyre had moved it's about learning and growing through that discomfort yeah so what about you any examples of resiliency or comments
1: well, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not about necessarily bouncing back. Sometimes resiliency is also knowing when to stop
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to say it, it sort of enough is enough. And it's it's quite tough, isn't it? Um, but yeah, resiliency. I think again for me, like it's just a general. My I think my block with resiliency is that mental agility piece i get Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking back to that the our earlier um episode on anxiety and we were both sharing about (laughs) our anxiety about car parks and parking (laughs) and and it's just the avoidance piece because Mm -hmm. i don't know uh, that that's because it doesn't feel safe i guess in inverted commas and I I can't see that it will be safe so I don't go so Mm -hmm. kind of that mental agility to kind of go and explore and to see what the alternatives are and to you know ultimately I just drive home like (laughs) just turn the car around and and just turn you know literally like but I won't and it would be such an avoidance and I just I often find myself reflecting of what would life be like if fear wasn't in the way so much what else would I achieve or what else would we as a as a, as a collective um, kind of achieve um, and trying to uh, put that to one side and say do you know what it really doesn't matter that much I'm mm-hmm. just going to give it a go like if I want to go kite surfing I'm going to go kite surfing like it yeah. looks really interesting but like the fact that I have no idea what it you know how you would do it or you know it just you know, there's so much equipment kind of involved I think the same for me with skiing people often find it like really strange I've never been skiing
0: ah and me neither like, there, there we
1: go <laughs> <laughs> everything that aligns us together I know
0: it's probably this resiliency thing though I, I know exactly what you're talking about you'd be like but if I fall over I don't know how to get up
1: yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. and also but I, I'm like but I don't know it mm-hmm. and therefore it feels unsafe so I'm not going to go I'd love to go yeah I really want to go and I, you know I, I don't know why maybe we should go next year
0: I think I need more than a year to prepare myself for that. (laughs) But then, okay, so there'll be people who really resonate with that. You know, people that have thought the same, I want to go skiing and I haven't, or I I don't drive here because I don't know where to park. And Thinking about resiliency, what can people take away? What's the takeaway they can do?
1: You can't be resilient if you're fearful of the consequences. I think this is what we see from an education perspective perspective this is what we see kids are so scared to fail Mm -hmm. they're so scared to get things wrong so they don't we lose innovation we lose the um yeah our sort of ability to to try and to fail so i think what can people do is to try and create some form of safety for them to try and that might come from from themselves in the we have to be kind to us we're often our own biggest critic and it's very as I say difficult to be resilient if we're nervous of what the the consequences will be so but if we know that we're going to create this really loving compassionate and empathic kind of space for us when we go and explore the car park Mm -hmm. and then we get a bit lost and we (laughs) don't even find the car park but we've tried you know and it's that that sense of love and sense of compassion so I really want people to try, think of something that they've been avoiding, Mm -hmm. maybe. Think of something that they could then try and do and get out. And please share it with us because it will be so inspiring for all of us um, to try and sort of push ourselves and expand that comfort zone.
0: Definitely. I think I love when people share things with us because it just makes us all in the same boat, doesn't it? It's like you sometimes think about these things individually and think no one else is experiencing that. Actually, when we can share these stories, it really opens it up to the community. So like Mark says, definitely share it with us. Hashtag Say It Out Loud FSC.
1: Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate your time. If you want to get in touch with us, please feel free to reach out either via Instagram at The Free Spirit Collective or on our Facebook page or check out our website at thefreespiritcollective.earth.
0: From our Instagram and website, you'll find out our community events. So if you're in Dubai, it would be lovely for you to come and visit us at the Centre on Happiness Street.